Hey crew, back on the LiveFit podcast today uh, for the training education. We've got Joe here doing the presentation. Let you introduce yourself, Joe. Uh, hello, everyone. How are we? Yeah, yeah, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, we've got others in the room. So we've got Tara. Hi. We've got the GTPT. <laughs> I won't do the rest of it today. Yeah. <laughs> At Zach Fry PT uh, on Instagram or find me at your mum's house. Oh, you stole my oh. guy, That's my go-to. You, you stole it. I had to do it, bro. Zach the Snack. Oh, Zach the Snack. All right, Zach let's go. Yeah, so um, I suppose I'll just introduce myself a little bit. Some of you might know me uh, just from Instagram. But uh, my I've been in this industry for probably for nine years. Started as a remedial massage therapist, um, then moved into personal training once I sort of realized that with the rehab side of massage I wasn't really fixing the whole problem or helping the whole person um, and so what I realized is that I was like releasing stuff to help correct injuries but then it was the strength component that was missing and so even though I was getting clients off of personal trainers and I would write notes back to them um, nothing was really being resolved fully so then I thought well I'll go and be a PT myself and um, then I can just sort of keep the client I'll do the treatment, do the training, and fix the whole issue. Um, and so that's how I got into personal training. Um, and then before long, I realized I didn't really need the massage anymore because I was just getting all the results I needed from doing correct strength work with proper programming, um, you know, balancing the body with uh, like good movement patterns and things. Um, and so then I just stopped the massage and became a PT and then obviously moved to Perth, started my business from scratch again over here. Um, and then started the online side and so now it's been two years um, I've got you know I've had clients from like 11 <coughs> excuse me 11 different countries around the world um, and I'm pumping my business up at Revo Fitness here so that's just a quick rundown on what I'm doing um, yeah so what I'm gonna do is I've written everything down that you guys have asked and then I'll sort of go through it as a list and uh, at any point, if you want to ask me some questions, just put your hand up and shout out. Cool. Uh, is there anything you want to know straight off the bat? Um, so saying like you didn't do the massage like anymore. Yeah. Do you still think that has like its its benefits, obviously, or? Yeah, definitely. I think I learned more in in the massage course than I did in my PT course. So, <laughs> just about posture, you know, fascial lines, um, imbalances, uh, even just stuff down to like a cellular level of how the body works. Yeah. Um, the PT course didn't really teach much of that. Um, even down to programming and stuff, like the PT course was very basic. So I always say the PT is like, in the first few years, just reinvest all the money you make back into yourself. Um, you know, visit mentors, do courses, um, and just learn as much as you can, you know, on YouTube and Instagram, there's obviously great resources now. Um, because the PT course gives you the piece of paper to be able to work in a gym and get insurance, but it's not really a, a full yeah, understanding yeah. of what to do. Definitely so, horrific. Yeah, it's, yeah, pretty, it's pretty, pretty shit. It's really bad. I knew really more shit. before I went in. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I don't think I learned anything. Yeah. And so, because I wasn't really, I didn't really train before I did my PT course, I didn't really know much, so I sort of learned a bit. But um, I definitely learned more just getting a powerlifting coach and training under yeah, him for, for a year yeah. to 18 months. And then I came out of that like, fuck, this is, I've learned so much just from training under someone for 18 yeah. months. Um, but yeah, so it, it definitely is uh, useful to know the massage side. Like I still do lots of uh, work with rehab clients and people that have got injuries and chronic pain and stuff. Uh, and I use bits from what I learned about the massage to do like foam rolling and release work and trigger point therapy and, 
sometimes like I'll I haven't done it here in Perth but you know with people at home I'll still do needling on myself and like dry needling and stuff because it is useful but you can really if you if you do a structured balanced strength program you can sort a lot of issues out without someone needing a massage I, I recommend people get massage weekly or fortnightly or whatever they can afford just for like the de-stress component and just like flushing the body out rebalancing some things but in terms of injury treatment I feel like strength work is if you do balanced strength work with good technique a lot of stuff just sorts itself out um, so yeah it's not like that's why I moved away from seeing people on the table because I was like I can do more with you in the gym you're going to enjoy it more you feel like you know you're not reliant on someone to fix you but you're sort of taking control yourself and you're training and fixing your own problems and they feel more empowered um, and then when someone's on a table it's like this person has to fix me and I have to give them money to fix me whereas in the gym it's a bit more empowering for the for the client um, but yeah so I still use it in short but not as much um, so anyway what I've got here all the questions that came in, nutrition, training, and business, I just sort of isolated into different components. And then I'll just touch on each one. And if you want me to expand on it further or you've got other questions, just let me know. Yeah. So the protein, the 30 grams of absorption, who, was yeah. that you? Yeah. So this, look, I think this came about because studies were done that show there's an upper limit to muscle protein synthesis that can occur when you ingest protein. So when you eat protein, obviously muscle protein synthesis becomes elevated, which is where your body starts repairing and um, building new tissue. Mm -hmm. And what that study showed is that there's an upper limit. So it doesn't mean that you, if you eat 30 grams, you get this much. If you eat 50 grams, you get more. If you eat 80 grams, you get more. If you eat 90 grams, you get more. There's an upper limit for what can occur per person and it's called like your leucine threshold or your uh, protein synthesis thre threshold. Mm -hmm. That number is around 0.4 grams per kilogram of body weight. So when you eat that much protein in a serve, that's kind of like your threshold. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so yeah. the average person, 75 to 80 kilos for example, 0.4 times 80 is around 30 grams. So I think that's where that myth grew okay. from. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So Whereas, yeah, 0.4, it's, it's between 0.3 and 0.5 grams per kilogram. So they say 0.4, which is the leucine threshold per person. Yeah. Obviously, body, mat, body fat levels will play a role. If someone's 130 kilos but 60% body fat, it's probably, you know, you t take that into yeah. account. Yeah. But in general, for your average kind of person, it's 0.4 grams per kilogram of body weight. So for someone that's 120 kilos, that's gonna be more like 50 grams per yeah, serve sure. of protein. And it's not like the protein is just wasted. It's just that that limit is the amount of muscle protein synthesis that will come from that serving. Does that sure. make yeah. sense? Yeah, so then the other protein after that just isn't contributing to more muscle protein synthesis. It's just being used for hormones and immune yeah. system yeah. and everything else. And you might obviously waste a bit of it, but it's not like if you eat more than 30 grams, then you're just peeing it out and there's literally no benefit. Yeah. Does that yeah, make, okay. does that clear that up? Yeah, and with that threshold that you were talking about and then in relation to body fat, is there a percentage of body fat where then that kind of reduces? Yeah, so I, I don't know the numbers, but when I'm working with clients and I'm figuring out their protein intake, so basically if you, if you work towards say two grams per kilogram of body weight for most people, mm -hmm. and you divide that over four to five meals a day, you're gonna be helping them hit that leucine threshold just by doing that yeah. for most people. Yeah. But obviously if someone's massively overweight, 
then they don't have as much skeletal muscle, they've got a higher body fat percentage. I just work towards a lower, yeah, I just yeah. go more 1.6 yeah. to 1.8. So you're still kind of helping them hit that threshold, but you're not, you know, if someone is 100 kilos and really overweight and they're actually a small female, but they're just really overweight, mm. they don't need 200 grams of protein. And yeah, you, of you would think that in a common sense way anyway. Yeah. So I would go more 1.5 times, <clears throat> 1.5 grams per kilogram of body weight. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's just me ballparking. I'm just estimating. I don't know the science on yeah, that's if true. they're X amount overweight, you reduce it by this much. Yeah. But it's just sort of common sense would tell you that they don't need that much. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Would it make sense to just work off that protein off their estimated lean body mass? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's another way of doing it. Yeah. So if you figure out their lean body mass based off, you know, a scan or DEXA or something, yeah, you could get much more specific. But yeah. I'm talking when I'm working with online clients, I just, Can't you know, see, look yeah. at their photos, exactly. look at their weight. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you know. For male and female? Yeah. 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 So it's just based off that weight. Yeah. And obviously, the higher the skeletal muscle mass, the more protein and the harder they're training, the more frequently they're training, you know, bump it up, maybe 2.2 grams per kilogram. But um, yeah, you take into all, all those factors into account, everyone kind of ends up at around two grams per kilogram of body weight, mm -hmm. divided over four or five meals, and then, so you know, say it was 200 grams of protein divided by five meals, what's that 50, no, 40 grams per meal, um, and then that's probably enough for that person to hit their leucine threshold at each meal, and keep yeah. muscle protein synthesis elevated throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. Is then there a period of time after that leucine threshold where it has to go back to say homeostasis and then you can reintroduce that yeah. leucine threshold. Do you know a time figure? Say it's like three hours? Around like two that? and a half to four yep. is that. So you get the, the spike and then it starts dropping again. Yeah. So if you can wait, that's why they say, you know, protein feedings every three hours. Yeah. That's like the general rule because yeah. you do need to wait a little while to get the maximum benefit from the next feeding. Mm -hmm. So if you're eating Say, for example, for myself, I eat a 50 gram serve of protein at 5.30. I'll wait till 8.30 to 9 o'clock for my next protein serve. If I eat in between, I'll just have like a carb snack. Sure. So does that make sense? Or yeah. maybe just peanut butter on rice crackers or, yeah. yeah. Um, so then I get my next 50 gram hit of protein at 9.30 or at 8.30. And then it's like gonna maximize the muscle protein synthesis that comes from that serving. Yeah. Then three hours later, four hours later, you have another one and so on. So if you can let it drop off a little bit rather than um, I think they did a study where they had 20, uh, I think it was like maybe 200 grams of protein, uh, 10 servings of 20 grams yeah. or um, five servings of 40 grams, for example, and people got more higher spikes of muscle protein synthesis on the larger boluses of protein spaced out yeah. evenly than repeated little spikes. Yeah. yeah. So you get more benefit from the spacing. Sure. Yeah, does that make sense? It does. Yeah. yeah. Um, then the insulin levels and things, I didn't understand the question. Yeah, <laughs> so, okay. uh, what was it? Can you explain the effects of the insulin response? Response, yeah. yeah. Bring that back up. It's probably not my area of expertise, yeah, but that's, I kind of came in pretty hot and heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like hey, I'm, I'm only a student uh, nutritionist. Uh, <laughs> I was like, so studying at uni, so I'm basically like, I want you to be my teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Um, so can you explain the body's response when insulin levels are manipulated before and after insulin level is altered? So I remember back when I was maybe like 16, I had a mentor and she used to rave on about the muscle hypertrophy effects of altering the body's, uh, after the body's uh, insulin levels have been spiked, right? And I never really understood that. 
And I still don't understand that, and hence my question. So what, you get more Am hypertrophy I, from spiking? Spike. The, so yeah. insulin's an anabolic hormone. So, yeah. you know, like testosterone's anabolic, insulin's anabolic, mm-hmm. and it's highly anabolic. So I guess the, to reduce, to limit entering a catabolic state, which is where muscle protein breakdown exceeds muscle protein synthesis, yeah. if you can keep insulin levels elevated, I suppose it keeps you more in that anabolic state. So, yeah. but I don't know if it would be, I, I, I don't know if it's anabolic in the absence of protein. Sure. So, you know, if you were hitting your five servings of protein throughout the day, mm. hitting your total daily protein target, and then in between that you were having carb snacks, for example, like I just said, then yeah. the insulin is more elevated throughout the day. Do you stay more anabolic? Yeah, that's where I was leaning more towards. Yeah. And whether it's like it's like obviously you think about it, it's beneficial to have for an, for an energy source to have a, a spike in carbs before you then give the body that um, that breakdown or that yeah. response, right? So then it's like, oh my mind was just wondering where if it's better timings or altering your insulin levels, like when that's best around training like both pre and post. Yeah. It's a bit of a kind of open-ended question. Yeah, but it's more of a discussion. But it's something that I wanted to kind of pick everyone's brain about. Do you know anything about that? I can go go into a little bit. Um, So if you're looking at like, so one of the things you look out for is insulin resistance as well. Mm. So if you're gonna keep your insulin levels um, elevated all day long, um, then look out the insulin resistance. Best thing is actually just get a blood checker and check your bloods mm. um, and check your blood sugars and see where they're sitting at pre and post meals and then pre and post training as well. Yeah. That will kind of give you a good gauge of where they're at. And the other thing too is get um, AM and PM insulin results. And if you do that over like say every month for six months, it'll give you a good amount of data to then see accurately where it's sitting at and then you'll be able yeah. to correlate that also with your muscle mass at the time and if yeah. you're getting regular tests on muscle mass like you know symbols or dexes whatever it is yeah, you yeah. can see how that's affecting your growth and training um, because if you got any let's say for example you train really hard eating really well and you're hitting all your protein targets but you're uh, hitting all your calorie targets for carbohydrates but your body's just not responding well mm-hmm. to it it could be you're in a state of insulin resistance because you've been pushing sure. too hard too long does that yeah, kind of yeah. make sense yeah it makes sense yeah so that's another way to look at it is then there like a time frame if you were to like alter your insulin levels for training, right, for, for muscle hypertrophy, yeah, is there a time frame? Because obviously, like your body would adapt to that being the new norm, right? Mm. So it's harder to get back to homeostasis. Is there like then uh, a period of t- time where you have to then go completely kind of cold turkey on it? So like, so your body kind of reduces back. Just sleeping. S- sleeping. Sleeping. Yeah. 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 It just goes right back. Like um, you'll drop your levels right so off. So like, eight hours. Yeah, you come right. Yeah, back. yeah, exactly. Like if you yeah. look at like a, um, if you all got those time frames where you got an eight hour gap where you're not eating and fasting or mm. sleeping, then everything's going to go back to normal anyway. Um, yeah. Then throughout the day, obviously, if you're eating every three hours or two and a half hours, you're going to get those spikes for the day. Spikes, spikes, spikes. Yeah, yeah, and like Drop. the best way to see how high it's staying up um, was seeing how high the blood sugar was there. Yeah. Best thing is just prick your finger, see where it's at, and sit within that normal range as well. So you get a gauge of depending on your height and weight or where you, that normal yeah. range should be for you. Um, and then making sure it's come down because if it stays too bad for too long, then that's going to take an effect as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's but cool. a lot of it can be, you know, just mini. That's where mini cuts come into play, or carb yeah. cycling. You can, you know, resensitize to carbs, can't you? So yeah, yeah. if you if you factor some things like that in, it's nothing. It's something I've never, literally, never considered. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. gained, you know, thirty kilos over the time. The t- I don't know, five years or something. I've never cons. I've 
done two deficits in that time. Like I'm, yeah. I hated them both. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only, I only, did, I only did the first one to prove a point that you know <laughs> yeah. if you stick to your calories and go walking, you can lose weight. Yeah. Um, and so I've, it's something I've never. I don't know it. I've never considered it. I think a healthy, a normal healthy individual doesn't really need to take was, it into account as yeah, much as you would yeah. think. This yeah. was coming from a diabetic too. She, she would yeah. jab insulin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like the, the biggest, most jacked dude you see use insulin. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them make themselves diabetic to be able to put on more muscle mass. Like yeah. a lot of top bodybuilders are diabetic because That's they the use thing. insulin to help. And again, it's like, what is the goal of um, increasing insulin production in the body yeah. or using synthetic insulin? It's to be able to then load more glycogen into the cells, which yeah. is going to create a fuller effect and also ramp up as protein synthesis. So yeah. that in effect has effect also on the body. So it's like, it's good for it to be high around post-training and pre-training and even intra-training. Mm. Um, then from there, it's like, how do you get the body back down to homeostasis? Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, I think if you were to just go, well, I'm bulking now, I've been bulking for six months, I'm feeling a bit soft, I've put on a bit of body fat. I'm gonna, stop I'm gonna, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uploaded the shirt, the selfie, and I got no DM. <laughs> <laughs> Sack Trying to budge smokes. So then you go, well, I'm going to do a four week mini cut. You know, that's going to bring all. That's like reset nice. everything a little bit, lose a bit of body fat, resensitize you to the next yeah. bulk, you know, three to four weeks of a mini cut. I think if you just, if you were just doing that That's periodically, the most advantageous thing, yeah. Right? And then you yeah. wouldn't as a healthy individual, I'm not talking about diabetics and things cause I don't know, that's not my area, but you would then just naturally, you know, you go, you, you gain muscle, gain a bit of fat, cut away the fat, carry on, cut away yeah. the fat. And then your body's just going to do its thing. I don't think you need to, think too much about yeah insulin yeah. as a, a normal healthy person working with normal healthy gen yeah. pop people does that yeah this is for a presentation you've just answered it so thank you oh cool <laughs> no, <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to rise notes and have the um so next thing on nutrition client compliance mm. i think came from you now is there anything in particular like is it just getting them to stick to a plan i just getting them to track yeah, okay. I don't know what they're eating. I know we've tried a few things. Yeah, what do you tr um, what do you do at the moment? Well, I've tried setting them up with my fitness pal yeah. and then tried to get them to do a couple of days or even one weekday, one weekend day. <clears throat> and even Cash you've suggested just getting them to pre-enter their food like the night before if they're making their lunches, entering the main things like the chicken, they're mm. just not interested. Yeah. Just don't, just don't do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering at what point yeah. do I, I think you like, just sometimes you just yeah. gotta let them, let you, them you go. Can't help those that won't help themselves. No, I know. I it's think. just really but tracking, frustrating. You know, I keep saying this is just such a small part of what we do, and if mm. you would rein it in, you'd really you'd be able to wear the bathers, and you'd just yeah. So, so there's a couple I of things. Frustrated. You can do like something I've done with people in the past, which are struggling, is I just do what's called protein tracking. So I just say, look, this is your protein target, 130. Let's divide it up. How many times you're going to eat in a day for? Um, all right, so that's uh, I can't do maths that well, but 30 grams. Say it's 32 grams a, a portion. So here's a whole list of things that you like to, so what do you like to eat? All right, I like to have granola in the morning. I like to have this, 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 chicken, salmon, whatever it is. Here's how much of each of those things equates to 32 grams. And what I want you to do is when you have your breakfast, 
rather than just having granola, you're going to put a scoop of protein in milk and scold that with the granola. Um, and there's your 32 grams in the morning. So I just try and get people to hit their protein target rather than tracking everything. Yeah. And then, you know, that's going to help maybe keep them a bit fuller throughout the day. Yeah. Um, it's going to preserve more muscle mass, help them recover. And then you might just get some benefit. You might not get the full benefit, but they, once they get into that, then it might lead into more like, well, if that's the, how, be how much better I feel and recover, and I'm seeing a bit more definition just from tracking my protein, what would happen if I actually hit my calorie target? And then it might lead them in. And yeah. so you just start with one little thing yeah. or you just go, let's just start with breakfast. Can we, you know, here's three breakfasts out of foods that you like that are 350 calories and 30 grams of protein. Just uh, every day you wake up, pick one. Yeah. And then just start there. And then it's just, they, they just do breakfast and then the rest of the day do what you like. And then three weeks later you might go, let's do breakfast and lunch. Here's a few different lunch options out of things that you've told me you like to eat. Let's do breakfast and lunch, and then you can eat whatever you want, and then just like sort of yeah, slowly build them in. Yeah, okay. Because it is, it is overwhelming. Some people go, you know, they've never thought about what they eat for 35 years, and now you're saying, here's a calorie target, here's a macro target, here's all this information, download this app, log everything, and they're like, well, fine. You know, they go, this is just yeah. so I can see what they're eating, because everyone's like, oh, yeah, I eat pretty healthy. I'm yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Me what to eat. Or just photo, kind of like photos. Yeah, some do photos. <laughs> yeah. Then I have known some to draw out just old not. photos because they haven't wanted to send me today's photos. So they're like, oh yeah, that salad was really good from two weeks ago. I'm going to send her a photo of that. Yeah. It's, it's touch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. Me. But I just think you can enter it while you're eating. Like, yeah. I don't want. I don't oh no, second nature for us, but for yeah. anyone who doesn't live and breathe it, it's like they just don't want it bad time. Pain in the arms. Yeah. 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 And to weigh it, to give yeah. portions and yeah. stuff like that. Even like guesstimate, I mean, it's not, it takes... You can scan it like that. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. It know. scans, it mm. does the portion. You know, like I had one, it'll scan one of these. It's, it's like, yeah. so I just get frustrated. Most people yeah. just don't want to know. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. They, they do, but they don't. I, I want to, but it's like that saying, it's like, it's not <laughs> things that we don't know that don't hurt us. It's things that we know that are true, mm. that we refuse to acknowledge. That's why I didn't track that pizza. Mm. That's exactly it. Right. <laughs> it was two beers. Relax. Yeah. Two yeah. cases. But that's the other thing. You can't help every single person. Yeah. Because no, if a lot of them weren't having breakfast and I've got them having like a shake or a smoothie. It's a huge so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I did try to just bring in water intake or just that so i will try getting them yeah. to track breaky and just and just setting that expectation with them going okay cool so if you're not prepared to take these steps don't expect this result mm. and you know we'll work slowly over 12 months are you happy with that and if they're like no i'm not happy with that it's like cool you gotta you gotta meet me halfway yeah. Mm. Yeah. because you can't expect me to just give everything to you you know yeah i think some people think if i pay this person they'll just hand me a bucket of results and i'll just feel yeah. and look yeah. amazing it's like no yeah. you're we're actually it's a relationship so we're, we're both meeting in the middle mm. and if you're stopping a quarter of the way and i'm in the middle waiting for you then you know there's going to be some resistance there and you're going to slow down the progress so i think just setting that expectation it's like cool if you want to stay back here and i'm going to meet you all the way here then your rate of progress is going to be this much slower so how much do you are you prepared to sort of wait for those results and and just yeah. having that conversation because some people I've had people train with me, they've never tracked and they've been training with me for like two years. And yeah, there's been some changes in their composition and you know, I just go, all right, well, let's focus on strength goals. Yeah, Forget yeah. about all that. Forget yeah. about that. Let's just focus on strength. And then this one guy has had a massive transformation. All we did was focus on getting as strong as possible. He just started picking up running in the background because he loved it. And then he ended up losing like, you know, eight or nine kilos. 
got shredded and because we've been building muscle for 12 months without tracking and I just sort of told him about protein like I said mm. he then got really lean from the running and, and had this new physique and we, I never got him to calorie track anything so you know it might just take he could have done that in nine months if we tracked and done everything religiously from the start mm. it took him two years but that's the way he wanted to do it and he was super happy so okay. yeah yeah some clients like that I like um yeah they just they want to show up for the session they want to do it um, they don't want to do the extra bit outside. Yeah. And so yeah. sort of like that. You just sort of tell I them. I need what, to learn to be okay with that as well. Yeah, I was a keep you working hard. Yeah. I'll just let yeah. you plug along, but I'm like, I'm wasting your money. Yeah. You're wasting <laughs> my time. You're driving me crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, what's going to look like that? So I think I yeah. need to learn like, to accept yeah. it. And those same sort of people that, you know, who would be, for example, they'll be like, oh, I'm going to go try this now because this didn't work. Or I'll yes. go try that. Yes. I'm going to try this diet. And you just say, look, go try it. But in a year from now, we'll be having the same conversation. Yeah. Because you've got one toe in the water. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not, regardless what you do, it's going to take responsibility. Like, when you say to them, regardless what they do, it's going to take responsibility on them. If they don't take responsibility for themselves, I'll never get it. Yeah, Yeah, that's what they do. Exactly. Um, And then on that, it came in tracking perfectly in the week and blowing it on the weekend. So, yeah, yeah, if they are tracking, Mm -hmm. then that's just where you've probably heard it a million times. You just give them a, a higher allowance on the weekend so I do this with loads of people yeah so you know if it's I don't know 2,000 if their weekly target's 14,000 rather than 2,000 a day it might be 1,600 Monday to Friday and then they've got those extra you know whatever it is on the weekend yeah so that's just the simplest way to handle that and it works with a lot of people and they love it yeah and when you and someone that's never heard that information before you drop that on them they're like oh my god this is awesome yeah Um, because you know Sundays they might love going out for breakfast um, and Friday nights is a big night, so then it's like gives them permission to have that, but still be on track. And I just yeah. and again, I just set that expectation. Just know Monday, Tuesdays weigh-ins are going to be a, a higher, mm-hmm. so don't have a panic attack when that happens because you've gone up eleven hundred calories on Saturday and Sunday, and you've had loads of different types of foods. So let the weight settle down again. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're going to get your more realistic weight weigh-ins again. Yeah. If they're weighing daily, or you just say, I'm only going to get you if they're really emotional about the scales. I'm only going to get you to weigh in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. So it's long, it's miles away from the weekend. Let the you know the weight weight so, drops yeah. happen. Yeah. So just little strategies like that that just help people sort of stay calm when they have those bigger weekends. Um, different ways to help clients get on top of their diet without tracking religiously. Um, so again, yeah, just yeah, that's was just, that yours? Yeah, that's that's pretty much been there. Yeah, we kind of covered yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like protein, protein tracking. Protein, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then into the training section, I've got breaking down mega cycles. Was that from you or no? no not not from Cash. Yeah. No, that's Cash. I was scratching my ear just as you were. Like, yeah. <laughs> How do you call um, perfectly? <laughs> this question how do you break down your mega cycles with programming this is stuff that i've kind of picked up from cash as well we've talked about it but i just this is just out of interest yeah and how, what a mega cycle is so like a, a programming cycle so it'd be like the macro yeah yeah so when it comes to like my programming and whatnot i get super bored so i either do really short like mm. um like micro cycles or something like that, like four weeks, eight weeks, something like that. Because otherwise, if I'm sitting there just like running someone through a program, I get so bored all day long. Yeah. In fact, only up until like two months ago, I never programmed. Yeah. I would yeah. just like on the spot, we'd just do a session. Like that's how I like it. Yeah. But then I have to kind of conform to those that want to program and mm. want to see their structure. Yeah. Yeah. Like something like that. Yeah. Um, so I have it like 
hotter months we'll do a bit more hypertrophy cardio da 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 winter months we'll do more strength block just out of interest what do you like what do you so i for the year i don't work with a lot of like athletes Mm -hmm. or any (laughs) actually (laughs) so yeah yeah, gem pop so if i you know i i've never i haven't really ever sat down and gone his 12 months but i've gone i've you know i've had someone compete in a novice powerlifting comp i'm like there's the date let's plan backwards for this next six months and i'll I'll structure phases um so how if if we're talking from that perspective it would be like date of competition obviously those four weeks or five weeks before is the peaking block where they need to like start doing their you know twos and doubles and singles and perfecting the lift uh before that's going to be like a heavy strength block before that i I do like a strength hypertrophy phase and then there's the hypertrophy block before that so i I structure it but they're the sort of four phases i use peaking i rarely use because i'm working with a lot of gem pop yeah but i'll go hypertrophy phases where there's lots of variety higher reps it's more about conditioning the body and and working through different planes of motion so let's say it is a power lifter squat bench and deadlifts the main movement yeah in the hypertrophy phase there's going to be lots of overhead pressing there's going to be more incline barbell there's going to be varieties uh variations of the lifts um then we move into more strength hypertrophy which is like a, a bit of a blend so we're getting a bit more specific to the main lifts but there's still a few um variations thrown in there seated shoulder presses triceps and stuff like that Mm -hmm. when i get into the strength block we're going super specific now so it's all revolving around bench squat and deadlift like the main variations yeah peaking obviously is the just the three lifts pretty much then and we're taking all variations out and it's just getting ready for the competition date so that's basically the structure i have in my head that i pretty pretty much use for everyone Mm -hmm. um and i don't necessarily always do it one after the other one after the other i look at the person um how they're progressing in that section if they've responded really really well to a strength hypertrophy block and there's no competition in in sight and they're just someone that's a gem pop person that wants to get a bit stronger wants me to manage their nutrition for them to lean out i might just repeat a strength hypertrophy block like two in a row because they've responded really well to that rep range so yeah um and that intensity and, and those variations i might just do it again um before i like to go into a strength block with everyone so they're lifting the so each phase, sorry, finishes with a different like rep max test as well. So yeah, in hypertrophy, yeah. we're going to test the eight rep max. Strength hypertrophy, we're going to do a five rep max at the end. Strength block, we're going to do a three rep max. And then I program their weights based off of the results from those tests. Yeah. Does that all make sense? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I basically, that's how I structure it for pretty much everyone. And um, in terms of, so the longest I would really plan out ahead is, is kind of three or four months. Mm-hmm each block being about four to six weeks long um so yeah that's that's the furthest i sort of think ahead with people yeah. and this wasn't like this was a discussion point as well so if anyone else has got points like cash what about your gem pop like do you think of like a mega cycle or do you just kind of they have to have that end goal yeah if they if they want that level of program there has to be a date and there has to be a like a photo shoot it has to be a powerlifting comp it has to be stepping on stage um, it has to be something if they're like, oh, I just want to lose weight. I'm like, well, give me a specific goal. If they're like, I want to get strong. I'm like, give me a specific goal that has to be specific. And then you can program towards that and yeah. go, all right, cool. Like most goals, you know, if you're a, if they're a train, someone who's been trained for a couple of years um, and they've never had a coach or they've never had one or two coaches, mm-hmm. they're usually only three to six months out from that goal if they're someone who's going to listen to you, right? So the... <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like if you look at, that then you just got to dial it back from that yeah if it's a bigger goal where it's like i need to i want to step on stage or i want to 
win a powerlifting comp or something yep. or my weight class it's like cool that's probably going to take one year or two years so it's like yeah, yeah. what progress can we make and then it's constantly testing reevaluating, and going back to the plan testing reevaluating, and going back to the plan does it make sense what about gen pot with no goals well, don't train. Yeah. I usually just... They all have a goal. Even if it's to do a chin-up. Yeah. Most people at, yeah, 10 push-ups, like... Just something. They don't don't pay for you to just be like, I have no goals. And you're like, cool, no goals. Just sit here and talk about feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Or it's an aesthetic, you know. Sometimes it's a mental health goal. So I've got clients who suffer from really bad, like crippling anxiety. Yeah. The fact for them to get from their home, which is, you know, a couple of k's away to the gym. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. For them to even come into the gym is another big thing. So even if they don't do anything so much achieving in the actual gym, it's like, that's a big, like a huge goal ticked off for someone Mm -hmm. who's struggling mentally. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So those are where you can look at intangible goals instead of tangibles. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I think it's just like, and if, if you're saying they're like, don't really have goals, I'll be like, oh, I might suggest have a, let's try and build some strength. Mm. And I'll do a, a similar thing to this, obviously not as like intense as you normally would. And you might mm. just build up to like a three, four rep max. Yeah. And you're like, oh, look at that. You know, you just lifted this much weight for three reps. That's, you know, yeah. you're getting stronger. So that way you can sort of incorporate this, these different phases, but a bit like backed off a bit just because they're not too invested in it, I guess. Yeah. The other question to help get a go out someone was asking, when was the last time they took the shirt off the beach? Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's gen pop, like young girls, like a lot, of, a lot of young girls are training who are like, they look good, but they don't feel confident wearing a bikini at the beach. I'm like, cool. You know, someone's might be 10 weeks away, six months away. Um, let's get you ready for that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Now I have a goal. And yeah, yeah they go. Epic. Yeah. Cool. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. I don't go into that level. I was just thinking when, as Cash was speaking, I don't go into that level of programming with every single person because some people is just, it's just weight loss. Yeah. And so the strength, Training is there, like it's more muscle preservation than specific strength goals. And I'll still try and progress them on certain things, but it's more, it's not like me assigning weights to big lifts and stuff because they might be a complete beginner. They don't even do squats, bench, or deadlift. It's yeah. just leg press, dumbbell presses, and things like that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll teach them about like progressive overload, you know, more weights or more rep each session, try and like build. And then, you know, I factor in deload weeks sort of every eight weeks because yeah. they're training less intense. Um, but it's more about the nutrition coaching for that person yeah. and the programming is just an assistance to help preserve muscle mass yeah, so sure. yeah i'm not gonna take someone on that's like hi i've never trained before it's like all right we've got like eight rep max in four weeks let's go it's like, <laughs> 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 So yeah, it's all, it's all, and you know, I've got someone coming in on Sunday that's literally coming to help them get over some back pain. So it's like, I'm not going to be doing the same programming, but for most people, if they're happy doing, I, I like it when people are like, yeah. I just want to learn how to move properly. I'm happy to do whatever. I'm like, cool. Are you happy doing barbell squats, barbell deadlift, um, barbell bench? Yep, yep, yep. I'm like, great. This is going to be fun because I like those measures of strength in people. Yeah. You know, chin-ups is another one. So if, if girls, body weight chin-ups. Yeah. 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 yeah, so... Um, Especially when Jack has his first chin-up was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Last week. Yeah, last Training, can I jump yeah. in and yeah. uh, ask another quick question? Tara, you might be the person best to answer this. Do's and don'ts with um, like postnatal training. Oh. So, like, say past that 
three month barrier or however, whenever they can introduce training again. Mm. Do's and don'ts past uh, three months, is that like a standard time? Yeah, look, it depends if they had a cesarean or natural birth. Say natural. Depends if they're trained beforehand yeah. too. Yeah. So they've never yeah. trained before, it's a terrible time so to start say, training. Yeah. So say yeah. no. But they want like to me. No, yeah. look, personally, I wish I didn't learn it till my third child. I wish I'd gone and done one on one Pilates mm-hmm. and got my core straight because I went straight back to lifting, kept blowing out my back. Yeah. Your core's just, I mean, if you have a cesarean, yeah. they reckon it's a two year recovery. Wow. Yeah, and I had three. So, yeah, yeah, they literally cut through every muscle in your yeah. abdomen. Wow. Um, but I think a combination, I do, like if they've never trained, we do very basic, yeah. lots of bird dogs, you know, no planks, yeah. everything just core. But any new mum I haven't trained before they were pregnant, I'm like, go and do Pilates for at least six months. Yeah. And then we'll... Because yeah. so I see so many, they go into F45 and... Even I see mums and bubs classes and she's got them all lined up in a plank and we're all probably still doming and I'm just like, oh, yeah. what are you mm, doing? Yeah, because like in, in the Cert 4, they don't really go into <coughs> uh, much depth. Mm, and I mean, no. my first week uh, where I work now, I had like a postnatal and all I did was mm. kind of like glutes and core. So I get yeah. like physiologically, like core and glutes. Body, are like but lots of pelvic floor. Yeah. Heaps and heaps of... I would like anything that lifts pelvic floor rather than puts down the pressure yeah. on it. Yeah. But look, everyone's pregnancies, I mean, I flew through my pregnancy, but some women, without going into too much detail, yeah, sure. you know, nearly prolapse and so yeah. any kind of weight-bearing exercise would not be... I think the best thing is to get a sign off from there if they've seen a doctor or phys- like get signed off or yeah women's physio there's an amazing yeah. women's physio called Fitright, mm-hmm. and i reckon everyone should go there postnatally yeah. and she can actually check how they're healing help them um you know reconnect their separation and i'd get a clearance mm. so i could watch them do the test yeah, isn't it? stick the finger in the right in the middle of the abdominals for the split oh. and see the depth yeah. and you know, they gauge and that on how well it's recovering yeah, yeah. and she She's all around. Like she was up in Padbury, but she's in Applecross. I do quite a bit of education with her. She's amazing. Um, Taryn Watson and Fitright is her business. Okay, she's amazing. So if in doubt, I would refer her out. Yeah, just cool. send her a message. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, I like especially that. If in doubt, refer her out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, so yeah. many women do come back too yeah. soon. They get injured. Yes. Yeah. They're carrying a bit more weight than they normally, you know, their core's so weak, so I would just, yeah, lots of core, and, and I know that they want to build their arms. And, yeah, but they have to know. let the body heal first. But you can do lots of biceps, triceps, upper back. And it's just yeah. things like um, squats, you know. I just wouldn't get like them no. anywhere yeah. near a bar. Yeah, nothing all. that bears down, like yeah. you said, so you'd, you'd yeah. be more inclined to do lunges if you were going to do the legs or single leg leg press, you know, things Even like I love that. doing like hamstring curls with the Swiss ball. Yeah, yeah. All that. Oh, yeah, 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 they're brutal. Yeah, but, and, yeah. but yeah, yeah I had a, a lady train literally recently. She tra- she fit The day she finished training, six days later she gave birth. Mm. It's now eight weeks post-birth and I had her in this morning and yeah. she was doing some trap bar deadlift super light, but mm. she was training for two years before yeah, being yeah. pregnant. So she knows, yeah. and I was just like, look, you just tell me on how you're feeling and make sure, you know, I talked about 
pelvic floor and things and, and she's had the sign off from a doctor and she's like yeah I've been told if, as long as I don't do any sort of sit-up movements it was a natural birth mm. um, as long as I don't do any sit-ups everything should be fine and mm. so I was like super light like on the hack squat I'm just like how's that feeling like no weight just how yeah. does the movement feel body weight squats you know things like that it's just we're going to start there mm. um, really really like trap bar deadlift where she was lifting quite heavy before and she's like yeah everything feels fine I'm like do you feel like your core's engaged and stuff so it's just getting that feedback so I'm yeah. not going to push her I'm just letting her lead the way and me just respond to how she's feeling each session basically yeah. and then after a while yeah she should be fine again yeah, yeah. perfect thank you and everything's um all your muscles are quite relaxed after birth as well so you do it's been everything's been stretched the hips yeah 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 okay mm. um one other thing that came out, how to know when to progress a client in strength. Yeah, Is I think we sort of touched on that with, with like, the, programming. Um, the programming. That's pretty much what, what that was about. Yep. Um, business section. So um, saying no to clients who don't feel like a right fit. Was that from you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I don't have a... I think I heard you say about this. Maybe, I don't know. Last time I saw you at your house, and you yeah. said that you have like the initial consult on the phone to see if they are the right yeah. fit. So, do so I don't have a screening time. process like that. I just kind of take on everyone and hope it's. Yeah, come in, I'll, come in. I'll see you three times a week at six a.m. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. But no, I, I don't have a screening process like that. But um, I, I find that generally, if you're not the right fit, people drop themselves off. Yeah. So if you're prepared to put in that time and accept that you might lose some, then I try and help everyone. And obviously, you can't. But I think eventually they'll go. This isn't working for me. And you know, I sometimes I get to a point where I'm like, I can't give you any more information. It's just up to you now to do it. To do and then they're like, All right, I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah. so you, so, like it's too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, just um, do the work. Yeah. So then you go, Well, I've, I give the same tools to every single person. Some people get really good results, and they're gonna, you know, there's gonna be testimonials from them. Other people are just not gonna utilize the information. Maybe we aren't right fit. Maybe it's not the right information at the right time, and I'm just gonna lose them. But I think, yeah, that's how I just kind of deal with it. Did you but, tell them it just wasn't the right fit, or would you say you were busy or? Um, uh, refer them to another yeah, coach. Right. Yeah. And suit them best. But what if you don't want to flick them on someone? <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, just there's, there's, there's always someone that you know that you're like, this person will work well with you. Yeah, like in yeah. the back here, you'd be like, I know someone who's going to work well with you. Because yeah. they'll be like, they could be that, you know, a really difficult client for you, but for someone else just who's, fits. that just fits perfectly. Yeah. Like they yeah. just handle those people really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't have a pre-screening. but still help them. Does it make sense? Mm, yeah. yeah. You refer them out to someone. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're looking after the person mm -hmm. in front of you and you're going, well, this person would be able to help you through that aspect or right. yeah it maybe like maybe it's not the F45. gym that you need right now maybe <laughs> yeah it's on good f45 yeah some people i have i've, I've yeah. literally said like you know you really want to do hit and Classic, fast yeah. jumping around stuff and i'm more about like strength and taking rest periods and perfecting mm. technique and it's all taking a bit of time because you're really uncoordinated mm. but if you just really want that fast blast i'm not the person mm. so f45 you know i can still manage your nutrition and help you with the weight loss but you'll get the activity over there yeah, right. and then they're like "Fuck, i love this class or you know yeah, yeah so um and yeah. the good thing about doing that is because you refer them on somewhere that actually worked well for them they all know at least one person they'll refer on to you they'll work yeah, well for you yeah. and that's, that's yeah. where it's like that, build that little network and um, sometimes it is like that because on my 
pre-questionnaire is, are you opposed to weight training? And if they say yes, I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <Which is impersonal>. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where I'm just yeah. like... Do people answer yes? Hey, yes, I'm do. Yeah. yeah, but that's the whole reason I started up those like group sessions, like the, yeah. Yeah, the morning ones. So like the, yeah. that's because um, I got uh. um, ladies who would do those. Um, yeah. They didn't want to lift heavy, they didn't, they didn't want to max out their deadlift or like get calf or anything like that. I was like, yeah. cool, just got to put you on a group session, want to do a kettlebell And then you give them to me. Burpees, <laughs> yeah. And then over time, slowly thumb off me and then... <laughs> so, Cash, when you do that, just yeah. a question. They've come to you, have they come to you for PT and you've said, no, we're going group fitness because you're opposed to weight training? Is that what you... Is, that yeah, well, what you say? Like, it's like, like oh, well, you're going to be in a small group. They're like, oh, I don't want to follow the structure program. I don't want to do deadlifts. I don't want to do squats. I'm like, burpees? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, what, what do you yeah, want to do? Yeah. yeah, cool. Like, I've got, and that's the reason I created that little thing at the first place. Was I just had somewhere to put those type clients because there are people that just don't want to lift heavy, which yeah. is cool. But, I mean, anything I make you do is going to be heavy. You just don't know the way I'm going to do it. that makes sense? Like, it could be just a body In a circuit squat. now. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we're going to do the same thing, just in a circuit and a bit more of an environment where we can mess you up. And then they just yeah. prefer that style. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. And with yeah. that, do you... Um, obviously, it's not as much as a PT session, is it? No, like no, because like if you... I suppose if you had your... Uh, say you did a small group, so four people. Yeah, you yeah. divide that by four it. of your session, and then maybe you put ten percent on for to cover anyone that doesn't come. Yeah. So if there's still two people, you're still getting your coverage. As an example, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah great. Um, just getting to the bottom of this list now. It's nearly done. Uh, referral recommendations and Instagram content were the other things yeah, that came up. Yeah. So, do you want to expand on that and just oh, ask just anything specific? If you have or? like a referral process. Um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> if, if, you, if you get results, people will refer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I actually, there's lots of gaps in my business model at the moment, but mm. I haven't really needed to think about it so much because the referrals are coming. So yeah. it's not like I'm like, all right, well, I need this voucher, or, but I, I do need something. I'm meeting yeah. even to a way to thank you clients for referring people or... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I give free sessions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, free sessions. Yeah, I give free sessions. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Extra 500 calories. <laughs> yeah. Give them a refeed day. It's like, today you get as much food as you want. Yeah. For referring to this client. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like um, yeah. gifts. So, um, you know, I've, I've bought people in the past. I, I knew this girl was going to hit a... 100 kilo deadlift in the session that we were going to do due to the programming and I was like, I know she's going to smash it I mm. went out bought a massage voucher yeah. for the place yeah. near us and then when she hit the deadlift I'm like congratulations here's yeah, your gift nice. go and have a yeah. recovery yeah. massage yeah. so yeah, yeah. Um, you could just do gifts for referrals like yeah, if you yeah. set up a link with a local massage place or physio or someone and, and they've got a gift voucher thing because yeah. when you're buying gift vouchers it becomes you know a tax deduction for the business as well so then it's like yeah, right. Um, and that could be your referral thing. Yeah, yeah and that's a good idea. I've got a good guy. Yeah. You know what else works well? It uh, works really well. A nice, crisp high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's bullshit, bro. You know it, too. You always I get high five. I want some presents, man. I want some, give me some yeah, massage. Give me a 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 but obviously you can't do it with every client, but if there's something that someone's been working towards really hard for mm. a particular amount of time, yeah. you might do that. Yeah. Or something. Wine. I, I always wine. yeah, I usually buy my clients wine yeah. if they achieve what they set out to do. Yeah. 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 
Oh, well, if you don't achieve what you said, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and then Instagram content, um, mm, just I to finish up. I struggle to work out what to Literally, do all I think, and it's something I heard, I don't know if you follow Gary V, he's like yeah, a social yeah. media. So I heard it from him probably, I don't know, five years ago, and it just stuck with me and it's stuck with me ever since. Educate or entertain, that's like the two yeah. things you need to aim for with your posts. Yeah. Educate or entertain. If you can get both in one post and it's entertaining and educational, it will go viral. People will share it everywhere. Yeah. So some of the quote things I make, which are a bit like cheek, tongue in cheek, a bit sarcastic, and they take a stab at something, but it's mm. also educational. You know, I'll get 150 shares off that, and then you, mm. you get 60 new followers and then three new clients. It's like bang! That yeah. it took me half an hour to create that, um, and it's just blown up. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, that's, that's literally all I think is educate or entertain. So normally what I do is I'll create like a, I have like a little video thing on my Instagram page called like what in the fucking fuck it is. So that's like the entertainment so factor, good. which yeah. gets all the engagement. People want to see it and they, and they, everyone tunes <laughs> in to watch it. Yeah. And every time I post one of those, I get a heap of new followers because everyone shares it and stuff. Some of them go really crazy. So then once they're on my page and they're following me, then I focus on the education. So that's when I post like nutrition tips and exercise tips in the gym and stuff like that. So then you're, you're teaching people stuff that they need to know that's you'll you know you, you train four clients in the morning you'll get five different pieces of content come up just from having conversations so just make a mental note yeah. and jot it down on your phone it's like like what you just said um uh about people that don't track in their phone because it takes too much time like that's mm. a piece of content like mm, yeah. does it really take that much time here's an example of how, how much time it takes me mm. in the morning or time whatever yours. it's like yeah. you time yours is two and a half minutes four thousand yeah so i actually yeah. created a post around that yeah. i actually timed every, every day i entered my calories i'd start my stopwatch and stop it and then i just took a screenshot of the stopwatch and that was a post that day and people loved it it's like yeah. This is how much time it takes me to track my calories for an entire day, and I eat four thousand. So if you're on yeah. sixteen hundred, it's going to take you, you know, yeah. much it's less time. So you figure out. Yeah. yeah so um, that's that's yeah. Educate or entertain. And if you're not comfortable talking on camera, either get comfortable or don't talk and just create like infographics. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So um, and if you don't want to create it yourself. Um, like I use people on Airtasker to create mm. stuff for me sometimes. Oh. So I just pay a graphic designer. It's like, hey, here's the content. Can you just create, you. turn this into a PDF? Yeah. And then yeah. I send it out to all my clients or it's in the app that I use and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, if you stick to that rule, I think you can't go wrong. Yeah. yeah. And just, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Keep yeah. your clothes on. Don't don't do what cash does. <laughs> scratch that last bit. Scratch that last bit. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing, right? It was like um, I think I was talking about it with you yesterday. Yeah. You got to you got to appeal to your clientele now. Where it's like just mm. you know. Well, what's what I mean? Like if you if you're putting something entertain out there, it's like example. You just stand there at the beach. Yeah, we're bloody smoking. It's like people are gonna take piss out of you, but people like that. Yeah, they like to be able to see like. Take the piss out if you exactly. can. Exactly, and so, as long as you're being yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you can't People, take anything. Yeah. yeah. It's like the reels and shit we do. Everyone's like, yeah. oh, you, you clown? I'm like, fuck you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It's entertaining because that's what drives yeah. people in, right? As yeah. they go, this is actually like a girl we signed up yeah, this morning. Um, and she was like, Oh, it just looked like such a fun place. She's like, she walked in and she's like, I feel like I've been here oh, before. She was, yeah. she was so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just chucking my guts out. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like dead vomiting. It's a text I like from my clients. I just got home and vomited my guts up. 
But that's the thing. If, if you can use social media to bring people in mm -hmm. to your life so they feel like they know you before they've ever met you. Mm -hmm. You know, I had three clients in the last two months sign up for online coaching that have been following me for two years. Yeah. And it's like, it, sometimes it, you just nurture people online you teach them stuff you teach them stuff you give them free stuff you give them free education you give them free stuff and then eventually they'll if, if you're using instagram for business once um you know you've got that kind of relationship with them where they've been you know commenting on photos and you're commenting back and they feel like they know you and then they they know your kids and they know a bit of your home life and they know what you you know you bring them into the stories and stuff once someone feels like they you're familiar they're much more inclined to reach out and they might just ask you they might just ask you for a bit of advice and you give them a bit of free advice and then they might message you again one day and be like oh um you know my knee hurts when I squats what do you think and then you just send them a bit of advice and then six months down the track they actually become a client and they come into the gym to meet you but it's like just all those little touch points build the trust and the, yeah the trust yeah. factor yeah. so once someone feels like like you know I know you guys because I've seen you on Instagram yeah. heaps in those reels and things. So it's like I already once I walked in, I'm like I, I feel comfortable coming here to do the talks. I know everyone. I've I've seen everyone like loads and loads of times. I've seen the space. Yeah. So it's like less daunting. Whereas yeah. if you're rocking up to somebody that you've never heard of, you don't know what they're like. You don't know who the person is behind all the posts and stuff. Mm. I think it's just a bit. Yeah, you just need to break that barrier. And it's yeah. so easy to do if you just put yourself out there a little bit. Yeah. And fun fact about Joe, if you don't mind me sharing, but you hate public speaking. Yeah. Yeah. I hate oh, it. I hate it's the biggest fear. That's why I got yeah. so nervous at the start. I yeah. don't know if it came across. <laughs> I can feel my breath leaving. And I was like, can we can settle down? Yeah. So that's why I've been forcing myself to do these more and more. Yeah. This is my fourth thing, I think. Yeah. So this year. Oh, good, because I was, yeah, the first 10 minutes, I'll listen to it back and I'll hear my voice shake. <laughs> but I've settled in now. Like, but, like, uh, you think about it, like, uh, if you're working in person with people, that's what you do all day. Like, you're yeah. talking to people all day. And um, when you do it in a crowd, it just amplifies the amount of people you're talking to. Mm. Um, I think it's my generation's not that comfortable with Instagram. No, of course not. You, like, oh, definitely. With it, but it's like, yeah. yes. Yeah, the best thing to do is just, just put yourself Practice. out there. And yeah. the first video... It's gonna be crap, yeah. and you're gonna feel a bit nervous, and you're gonna you're gonna reflect on it. Like when I first I did a talk at a PT school, um, Fit College, the first one back in March, I could not focus on anything else for three days prior. Yeah. Three days after, I was re like reassessing everything yeah, I'd said and hating myself yeah. and cringing and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, and then I went in a week later and did the second one and then six months later I did the third and the third one I just walked in and I hadn't planned anything. I just thought I'm just gonna rock up and do it and I was a bit nervous at the start and I settled in and you know, it was like 21 people. Mm. And then even here, like at the start, the first five minutes, I could feel my voice wanting to choke yeah. again. But I think it, you just got to you just got to start doing it. Yeah. You just got to keep doing yeah. it. And um, yeah, if you just put comes on. Yeah, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just film film yourself once. Yeah. Yeah, but you're the only person that doesn't like. Like yeah. you're yeah. 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 And I remember hating my voice when I first did my Instagram story, and now I could talk on camera forever and not I'd, I'd put anything out. So. Um, but I remember filming the first one thinking, oh, is that actually me? Like, is that what people hear every day? Like, yeah. <laughs> I gotta like, shut up. I gotta stop. My, my yeah. poor wife. <laughs> <laughs> so I think once, yeah, you just get more used to it. And do you post every day? 
I've I haven't lately, but yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, one one page post a day, but stories are yeah every like you know ten to fifteen a day. <laughs> but yeah, just even even just filming your clients, like yeah, yeah I have started to try to do that. Yeah, if they're fine with it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in if you tag them, then they share it to their page, then their mm-hmm. friends see who their trainer is, and then they follow, and then yeah, it just it just leads from there. Yeah, but I just start with that, or just start with exercise tutorials where you don't speak, but you just set the camera up and you just do a lunge, mm-hmm. and then you just write underneath on like yeah pointers or common mistakes and then that's your introduction to being on camera and then you might do a talking story one day for 15 seconds and then the next day it's 30 seconds but yeah every day I try and think up a 60 second tip when I'm walking to get coffee and I'll just film on the way back just like you know I would have trained four or five clients before I get coffee and something would have come up in a conversation that I know everyone else is thinking Mm. like the 30 gram protein thing for example and then I'll just film it on the way to the coffee shop and then post and that's 60 second tip for all my followers and a few people interact and ask more questions and yeah just yeah you get more comfortable as you go yeah Yeah. remember everyone started with zero followers yeah, exactly. Jesus yeah. had 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the day is born. <laughs> but yeah, oh, it's definitely useful if you can just get comfortable with it because mm-hmm. yes. it's like calories. But it's like before I moved to Perth, I, I, I followed everyone in Perth that I could find in the fitness scene before I got here because I knew I was going to be here and then I was posting and you know that's when and that's Cash got my catch yeah Cash was literally the first couch. person you were the first person that ever reached out from yeah. Perth and you're like hey come that's over we're going to do a video yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, he's like oh guess what moving to Perth I'm like yeah. let's get a film yeah I'll get the baby oil Pretty much how old are you? You like you walked in, you sat down. I was like, cool, let's press record. You're like, oh, hang on, let's, yeah. let's talk a bit first. But again, I was a bit nervous, so yeah. <laughs> and I was like, unbuttoning my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we do a budgie segment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's my first time. <laughs> but that's how powerful it can be. I, I sort of had uh, not a reputation, but I had some brand awareness of from people in Perth before I'd even moved here, and I was living on the other side of the country for two months, just posting and trying to follow everyone and get engagement from people over here going through Revo's followers and following them because I knew they were members of Revo probably mm-hmm. so then by the time I got here it wasn't hard for me to build up a client base because people had been following me and then I ran a competition and it was like um, a week before I left Melbourne it was um, uh, if you share this post and tag some friends the person that the I think the person that does the tagging wins a month free personal training twice a week for four weeks and the person that they tagged wins $200 cash. So then it just went nuts and everyone was tagging people they knew in Perth and- Everyone loves money. Yeah, and then um, from that post, I obviously drew a winner and trained her twice a week for four weeks, but I had no clients anyway when I first got to Perth. So it wasn't, I wasn't losing time or money. I was just building, yeah. building a, a reputation. Mm-hmm. Sent 200 bucks to a friend, she loved that. And then from that post, I got clients because now loads of these people, you had to follow me was another rule. Mm-hmm. Now I had, you know, 300 new followers from Perth that knew, all knew where I worked and what I did and they were interested in personal training because that's why they followed that's me good. to try and win the competition. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm still, you know, some of those people, like I said, the three people in the last two months that have signed up who have been following me for two years, that's three of those people. Yeah. So it's taken them two years to become an online client, but now I've got three of them on board 
and it all came from that competition post where everyone tagged everyone. So I'm probably seen well over, you know, if you're posting at least every second day, yeah, that's over 300 posts I would have to see before they made the decision to train with you. Yeah, exactly. But then off that, just doing those posts, you think each client on average might be worth, depending on how many times I train with you per week, could be worth between three to ten thousand dollars per year. Exactly. So off three clients, that could be up towards a thirty thousand dollars a year you've just made yourself from. Yeah, if know, they're training with yeah. you in the gym. Yeah, exactly. So it's just. It's such a powerful tool for business. If you can just really get comfortable and put yourself out there, run a few competitions, things like that. Um, and it's free. Like I, I don't do any paid advertising ever. And I, I'm like f almost full at the gym. You know, I've got clients from all around the world in Canada. I've had clients from Canada. She's not with me anymore. Switzerland, um, East Coast Australia. I've got Dubai. Yeah, one in Dubai, one in, um, where was I? I can't remember some other country. <laughs> you, know, you know one of those other countries that isn't Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple. She's probably listening right at the But yeah, it's, um, it, that's how powerful it is. And so all, all, the whole business is built off Instagram. Yeah. And it's just crazy that it can be that effective. And all it takes is just a bit wow. of time, 30 minutes a day for the last five years and bucks. now I'm yeah, now I'm completely self-sufficient as a personal trainer so it's yeah. and an online coach so it's like um yeah that's that's a good point you're making like um say for example uh if you're working like joe for example working at Revo, he went on and just boy because you can click on the business page or anyone's followers and see every single person that follows it mm -hmm. say for example if you're on the Literary account, you can click on Literary account and just follow all those people and then just engage with those people because then it just links everything in. And they're like, if they see Literary and they want to come in, they're like, I don't know who I want to come in, but then you're engaging with them, they come and see you, they're like, I want to see you. And it's like, yeah. go in. Yeah. And that's why all the technique videos I'll do in my Revo shirt in the gym I work in when the gym's got clients in because it's almost inviting them in. It's like, hey, this is the experience you'll get when you come and train with me. It's literally me talking to the camera as if it, I'm talking to a client you got to think about this on the hip thrust and think about knee angle and uh, blah, 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 90 second clip. And they're like, ah, oh, that was useful. Yeah. I like the way he talks and presents or I don't, I'm not, I'm never going to go train with him. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are like, I do. And then it sort of invites them into the experience. And then they're like, well, that's what I would get if I rocked up. So cool. I'm happy to pay yeah, for that. that Give me some crumbs. Point, especially yeah. the ones yeah. that are really reluctant. Yeah, exactly. And it breaks that barrier. And there are some people I know that are practitioners and stuff in the past that have said, don't give away too much, don't give away too much because you've got to keep your secrets close. Otherwise, you know, they'll never come in. It's like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I've literally said on my Instagram page for years, this is what you need to do to lose weight. And people go, can, can I pay you to teach me how to lose weight? I'm like, the information's there. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there are people that have messaged me like, thank you so much for your posts. I'm nine months into my journey and I've lost 11 kilos. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, I'm like, so I've never coached you. You've just yeah. followed the advice and implemented it. Great. Yeah. Good for send you. Send in the invoice. But, <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is what I meant by the referral. That one person who can do it by themselves, we'll like refer three people yeah, yeah, yeah. are going to come to you your yeah. way. So yeah. Another thing about the voice you're saying is if you if your voice isn't out there and someone finds you on social media and comes in and doesn't like how you speak, mm. it's like, 
Yeah, so like getting your voice out there helps. Yeah. Because they yeah. know how you sound, they know how you talk, they know how you think. Um, yeah. If you've got a you know, if you've got a personality like Joe's personality, what the fuck are you fuck? And it's like yeah. this is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. that's just how he talks. Yeah. Um, but then he also presents very well too. So you look at like the two his personality as a whole, people would be drawn to that and then some people wouldn't like that. But you get yeah. the type of people you like to work with. Yeah, some yeah. people would be like, He swears too much, I don't want to be around him. It's like, well, right. yeah. 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 that's 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 the screening process. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. My screening. <laughs> In my stories I'm always swearing and people are like, I don't want to train with that guy. I'm like, good, because I always swear. Like yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, yeah, awesome, man. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Any other questions, guys? Um, <laughs> what? What do you? What? No, nothing. No, no, get no, it no, out. No, get no, off the chest. Some like really intense questions. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> <For> next time. <laughs> <laughs> I know when some of those que- incident, I was like, oh, maybe I don't want to do this talk. <laughs> 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 I was like, let, let me jump on Google. Incident. <laughs> 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 I need to rock up and sound smart. <laughs> wrap up there thank you for tuning in to the people listening to the podcast um i'll let you guys sign out individually uh thanks guys uh what with my oh, I you can uh, follow if you want to follow me on uh, instagram it's at proper dot joe davis um thanks for listening mm. thank you joe um it's tara at t2 training perth yeah thanks joe for all your help and answering all my difficult questions um, I know you want to follow me. It's at the GTPT slash your mom's house. Uh, I train out of Good Life Cottesloe. Come down and see me. Um, don't go to live. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. yeah. Joe, thanks. Um, very informative. Appreciate it. Uh, Zach, signing out. Cool. Cash has left the chat. Cash has left the chat. Oh, good timing.